You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Tuesday, as the NFL Combine gets underway in Indianapolis, we heard from head coach Andy Reid and general manager Brett Veach. Here's the Chiefs head coach. The Gavin and Lopez family uh, for their loss with Lisa um, and for the people of Kansas City. You know, she she was a personality there and uh, a very good human being, first of all, and, and we'll all miss her, um, as I know her family will. Um, and then just uh, a positive word on Kansas City. That's not what Kansas City is all about. Um, uh, and then for our youth of America, that we, we gather together and, and, and make this um, is great. You're our future, and uh, as great as we can make this place, we want to do that. And so um, we can turn this, which was a negative, into a real positive. With just a little togetherness and love, I think we can, we can fix a lot of problems here. So um, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, on a different note here, um, in our year, I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of the organization uh, for a job well done, the coaching staff, and how they went about their business. I just um, think it was was top-notch for Brett Veach and his staff and what um, they put together for the coaches to work with it was great. Um, and then Mark Donovan as the president of the organization for him and his staff of just organizing us and making sure we're all going in the right direction and um, and with the new um, you know things that are lying ahead of us here with uh, facilities and so on I just uh, I think it's a tribute to all the work that they're putting in here um, and then uh, Clark Hunt and the Hunt family for really giving all of us Mark Brett myself and everybody that works with us, an opportunity to be successful. We, we appreciate that and um, uh, look forward to moving forward here. Um, what has happened has happened. Um, now we're in the present, and this is a great reminder of that when we come here uh, with all these new players and opportunities to gather new players. Uh, again, this is our first taste of that as coaches. Uh, Brett and his staff have been locked in a room here for a week or two since the Super Bowl, and they've been just grinding out players. But for from a coach's standpoint, it's nice to get down here and have a chance to meet face-to-face with these kids and, and see what they're all about. Anyways, well, time's, time's yours. Coach, <clears throat> Yeah, listen, uh, Creed is a diligent, diligent player. Um, he's a great player. Uh, and so he'll take care of that. That's not, I'm not, 
I'm not worried about that. He uh, he's a relentless worker, and we'll get all that taken care of. Coach, can you talk about the kind of emotions that this team seemed to thrive off of, maybe more than any other Chiefs team, and kind of how you were able to balance that and keep it in check throughout the season? Yeah. So, um, from an emotional standpoint, the the guys feed off of each other. It starts with Travis. He's been there the longest, and. Um, and, and he's got phenomenal energy. So the guys, the guys feed off of that energy, along with Patrick and Chris Jones. These are these are our leaders, uh, senior leaders. And um, I mean, I, I can tell you right down the list of guys: the um, the Sneeds, McDuffies. I mean, we got young and old, but the the older guys are the ones that really have built the foundation there, along with our ex-players that have been with us. So um, uh, yeah, there, there's great emotion, and they. They they felt honored to be. We all did. Felt honored to be in a situation where we made the playoffs, and and uh, it was a great reward for the hard work of this long season, um, the ups and downs that we had. So um, they were they were revved up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. So l- listen. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not saying anything about the Jets uh, um, because everybody doesn't fit into every every situation. That's just not how it works in this league. Um, we've had McColl. We kind of know how he fits in our scheme, and and he did a nice job with that. He came in, uh, worked hard, and and was productive for us. Um, so, and he had a couple of hiccups early, but he worked through those. We knew he would. <clears throat> and ended up uh, having some great plays in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, you're doing, if you're the student, I'm going to tell you that you're doing the right things by surrounding yourself with the people here and uh, that are in the National Football League. Um, I was fortunate enough to start, uh, I did my student teaching at a high school level and I kind of worked my way up. <clears throat> from there, Division Two non-scholarship and sold hot dogs every Tuesday and Thursday. So it's not all about the the glamour, you know, of this. Um, but uh, the, any avenue you can get in, work hard and be honest, and and get a good quarterback. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I don't know if they've come around, but he's had an influence, I think, in his own way of uh, <clears throat> um, and style. I, I think that's opened eyes, uh, especially from that type of an offense. Everybody kind of doubted whether that type of an offense could work. I mean, Lamar is the same way. Can that work? Well, it, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I stood here and I was asked about Lamar Jackson on what position I thought he would be that he could play whether it was running back or wide receiver and I'm going why not try quarterback right so uh, give him an opportunity and uh, he's been the best player since he was a little kid I think guys are realizing that I mean, these guys don't get where they're at by not uh, they just didn't transform into these great players they were they've been great for a long time Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, uh, where's the staff at? 
uh, are they in their last year? Are they in their first year? Uh, what offense are you putting this, asking this guy to be in? <clears throat> are you willing to work with his strengths and try to better his, um, you know, the things that he's not strong at, his weaknesses? Uh, are you willing to stand before you guys and kind of protect that guy so he can grow a little bit? All of those things come into into play. There are a lot of there are a lot of uh, things that that take place uh, that help mature a quarterback into these these great ones that we have. The league's in great hands, by the way. So we've got some real good ones uh, playing. <clears throat> Yeah, you try to teach. I mean, that's what we're here for. So we're here to teach. And there, there's a, it's not all about the plays. It's about how you teach them and then how you handle the player and how you teach that player. So there, there's a lot that goes into it. Good job. Good job. Yeah, listen. What, I'm a big believer in Eric Bieniemy. Where um, wherever he goes and whatever he does, he's going to be good at. So he did that at Washington. He changed. He cha- helped change a culture there, and that they'll build on. You know, they, he, he's going to demand greatness out of you, and he'll do the same thing at UCLA. I mean, he's going to. He'll do a great job. He's in charge. It's hard when you're in charge of something to have to step back. He's he's got an opportunity here. Uh, to do his thing on offense, and he knows the landscape. He's been at UCLA before, and and, and maybe he's a head coach at the college level. But um, I'm, I thought he should be a head coach here. But I, if it doesn't happen, uh, maybe he has that opportunity there to do it. But I'm a big fan. Yeah, not not a whole lot different. I, I was blessed to play the offensive line, so I always say offensive linemen kind of know. You can tell a good quarterback from a bad quarterback. So I've tried not to lose that focus on it. It's pretty simple, you know. But you, you got to spend time with them and get to know them a, a bit, and um, and try to give them different thing, different put them in different situations as much as you can in environments like this and visiting them at their campuses or having them come visit you, talking to their coaches their, and, um, and and then talking to the players around them. So I, I like I like to – no, I, I wouldn't say there – I really wouldn't say there is, no. Yeah, well, I mean, it's football books. Bill Walsh's book is probably the best out there. Just, uh, but there are a lot of guys who have written books, uh, from Tony Dungy to, I mean, you know, a lot of Hall of Fame guys have written books, and they're all good. I mean, I've read them all, but Bill's is, uh, you know, how you, you want to be a head coach or a leader of an organization? Here it is, uh, mapped out for you.
people who were where you were. Yeah, I'm sensitive to that because I mean I got to start at the ground level and work my way, work my way up, and I don't really just want to hire somebody to hire somebody. I want somebody that's going to bust their tail, has an appreciation for the game, um, and and is loyal. You know, now you, you put in there. You want them to be innately smart and. Uh, good, easy to work with too. So, um, or willing to work with. So, uh, but I, you know, that's how I. I mean, that's how I look at that. Yeah. So is that a challenge to sort of know who those people are, either in the college game, maybe yeah. other NFL teams? You try to stay up on all that. You, you know, I'm, I talk to everybody. I mean, I don't care, high school. I'm, I, I still go to dinner with all my high school coaches so I could try to keep in tune I mean they're 86 years old 87 years old one's turning 80 it just turned 88 I mean so it's uh, but they there's a a great nucleus of guys in in the city there that I know and so I try to stay in touch with those guys and uh, and then at the college level do the same thing so Yeah, Donovan did a nice job for us. Good senior leader and a ton of experience. And we've got a young kid that we drafted, and I thought he was a good example to him. Yeah, listen. that's up to you guys. I, I'm just, you just try to make sure you have the team put together and then try to go win that next game. And if you can keep it that simple, then you stay on task and focus. Um, and then if you guys call it a dynasty, hats off to you. Let's just keep keep going. Right? That's our main thing. I, mean, I love kids that have an opportunity to play everything. I mean, I, I, that, but that's how I grew up. I, um, you played, you played everything, and you were exposed to everything. And then, whatever direction you end up going, you went with. Um, so I, I still encourage that. I, I've got 12 grandkids, and try to encourage the older ones to go try it. You know, go try something. You know, that if you if you have a little interest in it, let's go give it a whirl. Couple more for coach, guys. Couple more for coach. Yeah, you know, I, I probably I should have mentioned that at the beginning. I don't know if you were here at the beginning, but um, the, the law enforcement folks were unbelievable during the situation. We had them from all over the place, and um, from, and they just immediately jumped in. Uh, to cover yup mode and make sure that everybody was safe uh, the best they, they possibly could with a million people there. But they, they um, um, I, I thought they, they handled everything tremendously. And it wasn't, I'm not just saying that from my standpoint, but from, uh, I had a bird's eye view of things going on. So um, I thought they were great. I, I don't think you can do that. I, I think you've got to 
I mean, you know this. We've been together before, so you know this. I, I think it's um, a little bit monotonous, but it's the preparation that really matters. That's what's real. So there's a lot of hoopla that goes on with it, but that preparation and to stay grounded, stay humble, all those things become very important um, uh, because the parity in this league is like that. And if you're off a tick, somebody's going to whack you, and you, you don't want that to take place. You want to stay as focused as you can on the job at, at task, and it's hard. I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to win in this league. It's hard to win a Super Bowl in this league. So anything that's knocking you off to one side or the other, not good. Yeah. Last, qu- last question. Yeah, well, I mean, every year you kind of do that. And you always want to come in with a couple new things, wrinkles here and there, uh, get a feel on your team the best you can. When the you know when things are are live and count, and so um, I think you you know you kind of follow that and evaluate that as you go. Every year is different, so that's that's kind of what we did this year. Uh, we we had some drops and penalties early, obvious. Uh, those things those things hurt you, and and so you you've got to work around that fix the problem, work around it, make sure that you still have opportunities to win the game. So the run game became more important. Our defense did a tremendous job for us so um, so that we could also, do, you know, grow on offense. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay, good. Thanks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, much like Coach, uh, but before we get into the football topics, would like to definitely start off by um, offering our thoughts and prayers to uh, Lisa Lopez-Galv and her family, all the families that were impacted the day of the parade, um, certainly a heartbreaking and, and tragic day for us. Uh, our organization has been in contact with the families, and we will continue to do so and be a pillar of support for them both now and into the future. And, and um, speaking of support, Certainly want to thank the uh, the first responders that day, uh, men, and women, men and women in uniform, uh, for their support, and really everyone that day that um, you know showed their their guidance during during a tough time. Um, numerous player accounts and stories, and proud of those guys for for the work they did and, and for the calmness they showed. So definitely wanted to start off by again um, sending our thoughts and prayers to those families. It's, um, it's tough to transition now in, into football, but understand that's, that's why we're here. And um, 
lot to be proud and, and thankful for. Eight straight AFC West titles, six AFC championships, four Super Bowls in the last six years, three Super Bowl wins. So back-to-back um, -back titles hadn't been done in a while, and we're looking forward to going after that ever-elusive three-peat. And um, wouldn't be here without the outstanding leadership of, of Clark and, and the Hunt family and Mark and his crew, our great players, our outstanding coaching staff, Ted Cruz, um, for his amazing job that he does all year. Um, and my my personnel staff, I can't, can't thank them enough. I truly believe I have the um, best group of scouts in the NFL. So looking forward to being here and, and starting this process, meeting with player agents and getting to know the the new draft prospects and to meet them and interview them. So with that, I'll take your questions. I think um, much like any position, we're always looking to get better. And so, um, you know, whether it be receiver, O-line, D-line, DBs, any opportunity we can to make our team better, um, we're going to do that. And so we put a high priority on the depth in our roster. And, and so we'll... Um, you know, we'll attack that much like we do all the positions and try to get the very best players we can and go through our process. Every team's process is a little bit different and unique. Um, we have ours, and, um, you know, there's always a chance to refine and tune things. But, um, again, I, I think in this league, because of such a long season, I'm talking 20-game season, uh, it's a marathon, and you have to attack every position and, and with the mindset of just having that depth because it's not a matter of if but when players go down. Yeah, we did a lot of work on him, and that, that is, a, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it is, it's a, a little bit different in our offense. There's a lot of verbiage, a lot of dialogue. You're always going to have a coaching staff that puts a ton of pressure on young players to come in and perform. Our situation is a little unique where you have a coaching staff and a quarterback that puts a lot of pressure for the players to come in and perform right away. So um, credit to Rashid. I mean, I, he, it, it just speaks to him and his resilience. Um you know, it was a lot early on, and our coaches just did a great job of pacing him. I know early on you see the flashes and you want more and more and more, but there was a plan, there was a vision, and sometimes these things take time. Something, sometimes they don't um, happen as soon as you want, and it takes some time. But with Rishi, I think he was determined to make it happen this year and to keep working, and, you know, he did a great job. So certainly um, credit to him and the work he put in off the field with the playbook and with our coaches after practice. I mean, we're going to, just like last year, um, with Chris and with LJ, with a lot of our players, we get a chance to meet the agents this week. And um, he's at the top of the list. I you know, love Chris and tried really hard to get something done, and we didn't. Um, but when we got together right after that Detroit game, we had a great talk. And, um, you know, both parties, I think, want to be here. So we'll get to work. And, you know, that's certainly a guy we want back and love and want to see him finish and end career here in Kansas City. Well, I mean, you know, I think our division, tremendous coaching. I mean, I think the first thing you think of is the outstanding coaching. Um, and now two more great coaches hired uh, in L.A. and in Oakland. So I think, that, you know, the, the task is with, with these organizations is that they're smart organizations, they're tough organizations, and you know they're they're led by great coaches and so they're going to have different ways to attack us and i mean we all saw last year what vegas did to us christmas day and we went on 
you know, I think to win the rest of the game. So uh, never an easy game. Um, but I think we just have to be in the mindset of just control what we can control and just try to put this roster together um, and be the best version of ourselves. And I think when we just take care of what we need to do and just try to make our roster better and get better improving from what we did last year. I don't think we ever chase anybody. We just try to be the best version of ourselves. So we'll continue to do that, but certainly a tough task in our division. Uh, great teams, great rosters, great coaching staffs. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, certainly. Um, that's always um, a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys. And it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money. And uh, then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, we'll go through them and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly want to do what we can to try to keep both those players. And that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully we're able to figure something out, um, but every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, but our, you know, it, we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us. But I think our goal is to try to get both those players done, and then work down the rest of our roster. Yeah, we'll get a chance to meet with him and his agent, Love McColl, and if there's an opportunity there that, that makes sense for him and us, I'm sure we wouldn't be uh, opposed to, to going down that, that road. I mean, listen, when you have a guy that has played in this offense and un understands all the verbiage, all the dialogues, all the play checks, I mean, that's why it, you know, we didn't have a lot of ammunition to do much at the trade deadline last year. That one just kind of opened itself up where the price wasn't much, and our coaches knew him, he knew us, and it worked out. And I mean, thrilled for him for that last play. I mean, what a turn of events for him, but I uh, love McColl, and I'm sure we'll be in contact with him. Um, I'm not a big reader, no. I, I watch the Netflix documentaries, and I'm, I'm a big documentary guy, so I don't read much, but I spend a lot of time just watching documentaries and trying to learn about historical events and things in the past, but uh, Mike Berganzi is the guy you want to talk to. He reads, every time I'm in his office, he's reading a book. So he's, if you're wanting to talk books and talk reading, Mike Berganzi is the guy. Yeah, we go our, through our process. That one was a long process there. And there was, I think, from our end, I, you know, we attack this like we do every player that we add in our roster. We just go through the whole process and our entire intel and security team. And um, I think when that came through, there it was a pretty much green light and that it was an opportunity for him. Probably should have been in the league maybe sooner than what he was, but he had to go through that process and, um, you know, looking forward to adding to the roster. But as far as the information in our process, it, you know, there was no hold up there. Well, Brant's amazing. We're certainly going to miss Brant, and um, congratulations to him and, and his family and to the Panthers for, for that hire there. Um, Brant, uh, Chris Shea, that whole staff, I mean, they, and really Brant got ahead of that one early, and I mean, that's, I mean, the key in this league is getting a quarterback, and then once you get him, it's securing him long-term, 
and then having the ability to, to do things within the contract to allow and provide flexibility. Um, Brent got on top of that early. Um, he has a tremendous relationship uh, with the agent community, does a great job, super smart. Going to miss him uh, a lot. Uh, I haven't got a chance to see him yet, but I'm looking forward to, to catching up with him. But going to miss him. We have some big shoes to fill, Chris Shea and, and Jack Walloff. They'll do a great job. Um, but again, Brant was, was on top of that Mahomes contract early and did a great job of guiding the organization through that. Last, last question, last question. Um, I think, you know, in, in some ways it, there is the benefit of, I, I think if, if you get close in negotiations, I think you get the added benefit of the ties go to the Chiefs because I think if all things were equal, um, it is a money deal at the end of the day and people aren't going to turn down um, a huge discrepancy in contracts, but I think we get the benefit of, of breaking all ties. So I think that's, um, that's a huge benefit. And on the flip side, there's a lot of stress and a lot of uh, um, anxiety in every offseason because you, know, you have small windows and you, you don't have – the ability to make a ton of mistakes. I mean, your margin for error is razor thin, so you got to be good on your draft picks and you got to be good on, on your free agency guys that, that come in here. They have to play. They have to produce right away because you don't have a, uh, a ton in regards to excess picks or excess money, so you got to be got to be efficient w- with what you have. All right, thank you. Yep. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand-new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.